The most alluring Internet of Things has got to be the automobile. And as cars become more high-tech with links to the Internet, they're becoming more vulnerable to cyber attacks. To discuss how to judge the vulnerability of automobiles, I'm joined by Jacob Alcott. He's Vice President of Business Development at BitSight Technologies a company that develops rating systems to assess IT security. Jake will be moderating a session at the forthcoming RSA Security Conference titled, Do We Need Cyber Ratings for the Auto Industry? Welcome back, Jake. Thank you, Eric. Safety ratings have been a critical component of the auto industry for years. Given the rise of automobile hacking demonstrations, are cybersecurity ratings for cars necessary? That's what we're going to be talking about. There are a couple of different ways of thinking about ratings. As you said, ratings for, for cars have been around for a very long time. There are ratings that people who are purchasing automobiles are probably interested in seeing with respect to, to cybersecurity issues. But there are also ratings that the manufacturers themselves may consider adopting. And that has a lot more to do with the security of the supply chain and how folks within a supply chain, either from a, a software or hardware standpoint, are providing assurances to those automobile manufacturers that they are creating products that will stand the test of time inside. Of, uh, inside of an automobile. Can you give a couple examples of how that would work? As many folks have come to, to understand today, you know, supply chains and particularly supply chains in the automobile industry are, are massive. You're talking about millions and millions of lines of code, lots of different component parts, lots of different folks working on those pieces, and also providing regular updates through telematic systems. And certainly one of the major questions on the minds of automobile manufacturers today is how do we create a product, a car, comprised of all of these different components and lines of code that will withstand scrutiny from a hacker? And what are the systems and processes that we have to put in place to ensure that the components themselves are either designed securely or can fail in a secure way? Of course, there's uh, a lot of different ways to go about that and maybe even systematic ways to approach that problem. And, that, and that's just one of the things that I think you know, we'll be talking about on the panel. Would this be more rating the various components that uh, go into the cars, which the car manufacturers would acquire, and that's something they'd be very interested in? We want to talk about both. The way that automobile ratings are created today, they're designed for the driver of the car. And of course, you know, you can go on and see how a car that you're about to purchase, how it's rated in terms of crash test rating. Customers looking for cars today have obviously heard about the various issues associated with car cybersecurity. It's certainly been in the news. It's been on 60 Minutes. Customers increasingly are asking questions about the cybersecurity of the cars and vehicles that they're purchasing. What they don't necessarily have today is a way of being able to assess or evaluate a car that they're about to buy outside of that crash test rating. One issue that I think we'll be talking about is do crash test ratings appropriately reflect cybersecurity issues? And if not, what might need to change there? And then on the other side, from the perspective of the automobile manufacturers, what are the systems and questions and processes that need to be put in place to ensure that all of the different components, when added together, create a secure vehicle? And, and certainly there are other industries that are looking at creating rating systems uh, to address you know, some of those deeper supply chain risk management issues. So we'll be talking about both. The more critical thing at this point is, is the supply chain than, than the consumers. And I'm just guessing because I would assume cybersecurity, although, as you said, it's been publicized, is still not a, a, a major consideration when a consumer buys a car. Yeah, and, you know, I think to expect any sort of massive 
consumer demand. How about cybersecurity and vehicles anytime soon is, is probably too much to ask for at this point. But this always kind of leads into a question that I think is on everybody's mind, which is what is the role of the government and what is the role of the private sector, you know, in working together on issues where there may not necessarily be uh, clear market demands, but the government may have an interest in protecting health and public safety. And so, you know, this is obviously something that the automobile industry knows well and has experience with. Is, is this potentially a role for the government here? If so, why? If not, why not? And that doesn't necessarily preclude industry from creating its own system and process, but finding that balance is always something that's very tricky. Have you seen evidence that the government is going to be getting involved with cybersecurity uh, ratings for automobiles? Well, certainly NHTSA. NHTSA is the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Has been spending quite a bit of time on this issue, and one of my co-panelists, Chan Liu, who is uh, currently at the law firm Venable, was formerly an advisor to NHTSA for many, many years, and will be able to you know, sort of provide updates on on where things stand there. You know, this is something that uh, legislators have increasingly been interested in, been interested in exploring. And Senator Ed Markey from Massachusetts put out some legislation about a year ago providing certain authorities to NHTSA to develop a, a cybersecurity rating for automobiles. This is obviously something that Senator Markey has been very interested in. He's been a leader in performing a number of different investigations, cybersecurity and hacking issues over the last year or so. You're certainly seeing pockets of folks in the government talking about this. I do think that there's a real interest in understanding what the industry is doing, what the industry is developing, and certainly seeing some best practices emerge from the private sector. I assume this would really be a, a more critical issue if driverless cars were coming sooner than later. Yeah, and I think that's where everything is headed. And certainly today, while folks aren't running around with deep concern about the cybersecurity condition of their automobiles. When we start to transition into the world that you suggest, the driverless car world, it's only going to become a more critical issue. I think the interest in the industry, and certainly from a government perspective too, is to have that transparency and accountability, the processes in place is really important in order for that world, which everybody kind of expects is going to take off. It's going to be very important to have those underpinnings before trust and confidence of the consumer is going to be there, I think. Well, thanks, Jake. Thank you, Eric. That's Jacob Alcott of BitSight Technologies. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.